Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, the daily podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. In today's episode, continuing through our month of muses and makers, it is a love letter to Eva Perón, the first lady of Argentina who inspired many books, plays, and movies, including Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical Levita and the movie of the same name starring Madonna several years after the stage production. Eva Perón was a rags-to-riches story that sparked both controversy and intense devotion in her lifetime, as well as after her death. I'm Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me today for this love letter to the immortal Eva Perón, coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors. Dear Ava Perone, your humble beginnings were very different than your famous end and the controversial legacy that has followed. You have intrigued and puzzled historians and the public alike since you came onto the world stage when you became the First Lady of Argentina in 1946. Since your death in 1952 at the young age of 33, you have played muse for authors, playwrights, actresses, and film directors. The most famous depiction of you, a musical written by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, has left most of the world knowing you simply as Evita. In your lifetime, you were considered controversial, beloved, charismatic, influential, philanthropic, a fashion icon, a political powerhouse, and the victim of an early death. In your death, you became an icon, legend, and the subject of a mystery regarding your missing corpse. Let's see how you became the enigmatic muse still fascinating us today. You were born Maria Eva Duarte on May 7, 1919, in a small town in rural Argentina to unmarried parents. Your mother, Juanita, was a longtime mistress of your father, Juan, who had a wife and family besides you and your siblings. Without the benefit of marriage, Your mother struggled financially, but when he died, you were only six and the financial situation for your mother and siblings got drastically worse. Tired of the hard life of poverty you were used to, you moved to Buenos Aires when you were 15 years old to pursue the more glamorous and hopefully lucrative life of acting. In Buenos Aires, you found success as a model and actress with a little help from your newly bleached hair which you liked well enough to keep for the rest of your life. You found great success as a radio actress, portraying several famous women in history like Queen Elizabeth I and Catherine the Great. You eventually became co-owner of a radio company and the founder of the Argentine Radio Syndicate. Meanwhile, an Argentine army general named Juan Perón was moving up the ranks and making a name for himself eventually becoming the Minister of Labor in the dictatorial Argentinian government. The two of you met through the tragedy of an earthquake that happened in San Juan in January 1944. Perón, as Minister of Labor, was raising money to help victims of the earthquake, including a grand fundraising gala. As a popular radio personality, you were invited to participate, 
And so, on January 22nd, 1944, you, Ava Duarte, met Colonel Juan Perón. You probably didn't know that this meeting would seal your fate. You married Juan Perón in 1945, and a year later, he became the president of Argentina. As First Lady, you took the country and world by storm. You were not only a powerful political influence, but you fought for many causes that were important to you. You used your influence to fund schools, orphanages, and hospitals, as well as being a crucial supporter of the passage of women's suffrage in 1947. You never forgot your origins, though, and were a champion of the poor of Argentina, the de camisados, the shirtless ones. You frequently spoke on behalf of labor rights and took joy in personally delivering toys to children and fought for justice for children throughout your country. You were also compassionate to those with illnesses that many people would not associate with. Much like Princess Diana many years later, you would touch patients with leprosy and even kiss patients with syphilis during a time when they were ostracized and looked down upon by society. You were adored by the poor citizens of Argentina. When it came to politics, you were a skilled speaker and a forceful ally for your husband and his causes. You unofficially ran the Ministries of Labor and Health and founded the charitable Ava Perón Foundation. A little-known but impressive fact about you was that you founded the nation's first female political party, the Female Peronist Party. In 1951, you even announced your intention to run for vice president. You were strongly supported by the Peronist political base, as well as the poor and working class of Argentina. However, you had to withdraw from your run for vice president when your health began to deteriorate. At first, it was unclear what was ailing you. You were misdiagnosed with appendicitis, but what you were actually suffering from was cervical cancer. When the accurate diagnosis was made, you were never told. Your husband decided to keep that information from you, most likely for political reasons, as he was running for re-election. You were told that you were going to have surgery to remove your uterus, but not that it needed to be removed because of cancer. By the time the surgery was performed, your cancer had spread to other parts of your body. The surgeon told your husband that your cancer was too far advanced and would be fatal. You, Ava, were never told about any of this. An interesting part of your treatment was that you were the first person in Argentina to receive chemotherapy. Sadly, your cancer was so far advanced that it could not help you. Something that was not released to the public until 2011, almost 60 years after your death, is that you received a prefrontal lobotomy before your death. This, too, was done without your knowledge. From documents discovered since then, it is thought that your husband chose to have the lobotomy performed because he knew you were dying and wanted to keep you as comfortable as possible. Other opinions say that he had you lobotomized because he knew you were dying and wanted to keep you as quiet and out of his political way as possible. Ironically, it was your husband, Juan Perón, who most likely caused your cervical cancer by transmitting HPV to you. We know this because his first wife, Ariella, also died of cervical cancer in her 30s. 
By the time you died, July 26th, 1952, your ravaged body weighed less than 80 pounds. When you died, radio broadcasts throughout Argentina were interrupted with the announcement that the Press Secretary's Office of the Presidency of the Nation fulfills its very sad duty to inform the people of the Republic that at 2025 hours, Mrs. Eva Perón, spiritual leader of the nation, died. You were 33 years old. Upon the announcement of your death, businesses closed, movies were stopped, and patrons were asked to leave their restaurant tables. The crowds that gathered outside of the presidential residence where you lived congested the streets for tens of blocks in each direction. But this is far from where your story ends. Millions of Argentinians adored you and even saw you as a saint. You were given a state funeral and crowds of people wept in the streets upon hearing of your death. Three million people filed past the shrine of your coffin as you laid in state. The frenzy to see you was so great that 16 people were actually trampled to death to get a chance to walk by your coffin. As many as 2,000 people were taken to the hospital to be treated for injuries that were sustained while trying to see your body transported from your home. The Vatican received more than 40,000 requests for your canonization. And although you were never officially declared a saint by the church, you are still considered saintly to many in Argentina. Three years after your death, your corpse disappeared. Your husband was deposed and removed from office. The Argentinian military removed your body during the political unrest. You were thought to be the most powerful symbol of Peronism and would cause issues for the new regime. According to a BBC article, you were most likely stored in the offices of military intelligence for a time, but it was clear that a long-term solution needed to be found because flowers and lighted candles appeared wherever you were taken. Then, the Vatican assisted in bringing you to a Milan cemetery under a false name. But the people of Argentina wanted to know where you were. The resistance movement to the new government was growing, and graffiti started showing up through Buenos Aires asking, where is the body of Eva Perón? In 1970, a Peronist loyalist group kidnapped and killed the former president, in part because he oversaw the original disappearance of your body. In 1971, your body was returned to your husband, who was living in exile in Spain. Juan Perón was remarried by this point to his third wife, Isabel. Unable to decide yet what to do with your embalmed body and believing you would bring them good fortune and blessings, Juan and Isabel decided to keep you in their dining room. Isabel brushed your hair every morning, and it has even been reported that she would occasionally lie on you to pick up your aura. Ava, their faith in you worked because Juan was restored to power in 1973. He died the next year and Isabel took his place as president. She brought your body back to Argentina from their home in Spain. In 1976, you were finally laid to rest in the family mausoleum in Buenos Aires. In order to ensure your safety, you are two stories underground, underneath two trap doors, and in a crypt fortified like a nuclear bunker 
with three plates of steel. Here's to you, Eva Perón, Argentina's first lady whose life tragically ended at the age of just 33, but who has never died in the minds, hearts, and imaginations of the Argentinian people and many others who have been inspired by your story. The intrigue of your life was only outdone by the mystery of your death and the fate of your remains. Your life was short, Ava, but your impact and legacy will never die. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Love Letters 2 in honor of Ava Perone. Until we meet again tomorrow, darlings, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings, stay in love.